0: last week on Country Heat Weekly. CMA night, do you know where you're going to be?
1: I will probably just be at home on the couch in my comfy clothes. Yeah, so about that whole sitting on my couch watching the CMAs in my pajamas thing. That didn't happen. (laughs) Not quite how things turned out. (laughs)
0: Welcome to Country Heat Weekly, the new destination for
1: everything country music fans want and need to know. I'm Amber Anderson. And I'm Kelly Sutton. And we are hanging out on Music Row in Nashville. This podcast is our weekly chance to chat about all things happening in Music City, which last week was pretty much all CMAs. All CMAs. So like we said at the top of the show, the plan was
0: we were going to be in comfy clothes, on our couches, drinking wine, snacking. Texting each other. Yes. All of our commentary about the
1: show. Maybe live tweeting. Right. While we were watching Country Music's Biggest Night. Mm -hmm. But that is not how it went down. Our friends at the CMA said, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) You will put on a dress and heels and makeup and look good and come in to the house to celebrate Country Music's Biggest Night. We were in the arena for the CMA Awards because we have a new podcast to celebrate. That's right.
0: It was so much fun. It was, I will say... One of my favorite parts is... At the beginning, when they're doing, they do this 15-minute countdown to Showtime, and they gives everybody a chance to sit down, get in their seats. Yeah. But you get to watch the stars coming in from the red carpet. They're mingling, they're talking, they're hugging it out. And we had a
1: bird's-eye view. We were overlooking where mm-hmm. all of our favorites were sitting. It was amazing to be in there. And you know what? Today, we're going to take a deep dive into this year's broadcast. We're going to hear from Brothers Osborne, Britney Spencer, Madeline Edwards, Dirk Spen- Bentley and Maren Morris about the importance of making room for everyone in country music.
0: I'm really looking forward to this whole conversation, and I'm really thankful that Amazon is letting us use this platform to discuss such an important topic. We are also going to chat about what we're digging on the Country Heat playlist this week and get you all caught up in the news out of Nashville in our What's Cooking segment.
1: And coming up, we are going into our rediscover segment with Dina Carter's iconic debut album, Did I Shave My Legs for This?, which got its own special moment at the CMAs. Um, And you have a special memory associated with one of the songs from that debut album you're going to tell us about. I do. We're taking it back to high school for this one. High School Amber's coming to hang out. Oh, yeah. High School Amber
0: is my favorite, actually.
1: (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) From albums to tours to books, here's a look at what's cooking in Music City. Kenny Chesney announced his Here and Now stadium tour. It's finally happening next year. Now, Kenny's already postponed this tour twice because of the pandemic. Do you think he'll have COVID-sniffing dogs like Eric Church? I mean... I'm not sure, but I think those two definitely need to talk. Definitely. Uh, Smart. He is starting the trek in Tampa, like usual. That happens on April 23rd. And he'll play 21 stadiums before wrapping it up in Boston, also like usual. Kenny is a creature of habit. He is. (laughs) Including with his opening acts. No doubt. This is the fourth time I think Old Dominion has gone out on tour with him. He also has Dan and Shay and Carly Pierce with him this time. It's going
0: to be epic. We're going to the Nashville show, right?
1: Yeah, and I think maybe a couple of others. I totally vote Boston. I'm in. Country Heat Weekly Road Trip. Let's go. In other superstar news, Jason Aldean released a new album called
0: Macon last Mm -hmm. week. It's the first half of a 30-song project, which will eventually be a two-album set called Macon, Georgia. That's his hometown. That's right. So he put out Macon now, Mm -hmm. and Georgia comes out in April. And what's really interesting is that he put five live songs on Macon, including his earlier hits like Big Green Tractor and My Kind of Party.
2: Let's get this thing started.
1: This is also where you're going to find that duet with Carrie Underwood, which they slayed at the CMA Awards. They sure did. If I
3: didn't love you, i be good,
1: They sounded great and looked great. Carrie's dress from that performance was one of my favorites of the night, for sure. And they're going to actually do that duet again at the American Music Awards. So I think the American Music Awards were watching, and they were like, hey, you guys sound pretty <laughs> wanna good. Do want to do that? <laughs> come, come hang out with us. Jason is going to be a guest on an upcoming episode of Country Heat Weekly, y'all.
0: And I hope that you know, Kelly, I'm warning you now, we are absolutely going to talk about the world champion Atlanta Braves, of course, on that podcast. You know
1: what? Just a for warning. The morning. <laughs> when you guys talk sports, I'll go organize our cord closet or something. Oh, we got to make sure we have him sign the door. Absolutely. I still can't believe we forgot to have Eric Church sign uh, it. Come back, Eric. You have to sign the door. You've got to sign <laughs> the door. I think it may have been his idea. It was. Kelsey Valerini has so much to celebrate this month. After winning her first two CMA awards last week, she shares more of her talents in her first poetry collection. How cool is this? The book just came out, and it's called "Feel Your Way Through." When I say a book of poetry, like part of me is like, I need to explain it because when when I used to hear the word poetry, I was like, okay, that feels very like kind of whimsy and metaphorical and hard to understand, blah, blah. Um, it's really just an autobiography that rhymes. So it's it's deeply personal and candid and I'm stoked. I'm terrified, but I'm stoked.
0: We really could sit here and give you guys all the talking points about the book, but we decided it would be much, much more fun to let her hubby, Morgan Evans, give us all the scoop.
4: I'm so proud of her. I mean, the, the fact she wrote a book of poetry is just just outrageous to me. During the pandemic, I, I, you know, when it first started, I would be like, okay, cool. I'm writing on Zoom today. We all kind of switched to Zoom writing, and we jump on calls like this. You know, by the time I was ready to start my Zoom, she'd come downstairs at 10:30 and she'd be like, I wrote a song. I'm like. <laughs> Of course you did and then the next day she'd be like I wrote a poem and then the next day she's like I wrote a monologue and then she just would go like whatever down the street and sit in the park and come back with another one and they just started adding up and I mean she's one of the most talented people I've ever met and um, I remember when the first kind of manuscript came back or whatever I actually read the book all the way through and it's so insightful so clever and so beautifully done I'm really excited for the world to, to kind of experience it themselves
1: oh
0: Okay, Kelly. Up next is the Heat Index. This is where we talk
1: about what's hot on the Country Heat playlist. I like it. So Country Heat is Amazon Music's flagship playlist in country music. It's Big, like 13 billion streams big. That's where you're going to find the hottest country songs out right now. Plus, future hits for the most relevant artist in country music. From the superstars to the newcomers, what's catching your ear this week? Luke Holmes performed a new song on the CMA Awards
0: called Doing This. And of course, when the Entertainer of the Year releases new music, it goes on the playlist right away. Someone
3: asked me once in an interview. What was growing up like where to go to school and what would you do
1: So I talked to Luke backstage a day before the show and the song was so new he had never performed it with his band yet Wow I fresh. know it's <laughs> fresh fresh <laughs> It was 36 hours before showtime
0: Unbelievable He's brave Yeah he is So here's a little sweet tea Okay. The opening line of the song Mm -hmm. talks about a journalist asking him what he'd be doing if he wasn't doing this. That's actually a true story. That inspired him to write that song. And the journalist was our friend Lauren, <laughs> who interviewed him for Forbes back in 2018.
1: Luke's Camp reached out to Lauren several weeks back and asked if she still had that interview. So she sent the audio to them, but had no idea it inspired the new song until she heard it on the CMA Awards, like the rest of us. <laughs> right. I That's think crazy. She was like
0: stunned.
1: <laughs> but I do feel like this
0: song got a really great reaction in the room that night, especially because I can. Only imagine how relatable those lyrics are to other artists and songwriters. Like, even if they weren't doing this at this level, they'd still be doing this in some capacity, playing their hometown, small stages, whatever it might be.
1: And I think Luke is one of those people Mm -hmm. as well. Luke released the song and the music video right after performing it at the CMA Awards. And if that wasn't enough, he also announced a stadium tour for 2022. He is certainly going out and backing up that Entertainer of the Year trophy. Here's the one that I'm curious to get your take on. Willie Jones. He has a song called Down by the Riverside.
3: Ball I'm a dog, I'm a billy gold. Down by the Riverside. By the riverside. You
0: know, This song totally got stuck in my head the first time I heard it, and I was singing that hook all afternoon. It's one that I'm sure listeners are going to be turning up and jamming out to.
1: Okay, but the mom in the room wants everybody to know there are some (laughs) explicit lyrics on this one, so the language is not suitable for younger listeners. Earmuffs with this one, I think. That's right.
3: That's right.
1: So one of the things that we are really proud of in being partners with Amazon is having those conversations where we talk about how country music is changing. Sure. We've both been in town for a long time, and we've watched this industry change. And I think the change that's happening now is the most important change we've ever gone through. It is. It is. And the
0: stuff that's coming out, especially like this song on the playlist, is it's not your traditional sound, but it is rounding out the playlist in a really, really incredible way. And it is... It's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing to hear something different.
1: And we love the fact that instead of excluding anybody, we just want to build a bigger table. Let's build. Yes. That's the
0: that's a really good word. Absolutely. And in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about how the Country Music Association said the same thing. The CMA Awards definitely looked and felt more inclusive this year. It did. We have a lot of thoughts about it all, and we're going to talk to the artists involved coming up on Country
1: Heat Weekly. So each week on the show, we're going to make you think long and hard about a quote that we're going to read to you. And later in the show, we're going to tell you who said it. Do you have a quote this week? I do. I'm ready. It's very deep. Oh, okay. I'm ready. ready. Okay. Here you go. The quote is, when you don't have a voice, you can't play a show. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can if you're a concert pianist or something. <laughs> guess so. <laughs> this is definitely not said by a concert pianist. It's one of our country music singers, and they went on to say, and you go to the doctor, and hopefully you follow doctor's advice. Otherwise, why would you go to the doctor? <laughs> hmm mr and mrs no nonsense <laughs> on the podcast today we'll tell you
0: who said that after a quick break so stay right here for more music more artists more heat country heat weekly we'll be right back
5: do you ever wonder where all your money went like every single time you look at your bank account
0: Okay, we're back, and we're going to reveal the person behind the very deep quote we shared right before the break. When you don't have a voice, you can't play a show. That's, that's pretty much how it goes. Um,
5: and you, you go to the doctor's, and uh, hopefully you follow doctor's advice. Otherwise, why would you go to the doctor's?
1: Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. (laughs) So backstage at the CMA Awards, Chris stopped in the press room and he talked to journalists from all over the world. Of course, he was asked about his recent vocal rest.
0: Yes, he had to cancel a few shows, which I know
1: he hated having to do. But Mm -hmm. like you said, doctor's orders. Yeah, good thing that he saved his voice, too, because he had four acceptance speeches to give, album and male vocalist, as well as single and song of the year for starting over. So he had a lot of things to talk about. But Chris isn't particularly a talkative guy. Yeah, he's super
0: private. Like, I don't even think he's ever revealed his children's names. Oh, that reminds me.
1: I have a little bit more sweet tea than I need to spill. Wait,
0: you're not... Going to tell us their kids' names? Are you? No,
1: no, (laughs) I would never do that. Although one of them is named after Dad's favorite singer, but no, I'm not going to share that. (laughs) Of course, you would. I was going to share. Another reporter asked Chris about the songs that he's recorded with both Adele and Taylor Swift. This was before Red Taylor's version came out, so listen to what he said.
5: Very simply, uh, they called and I answered. You pick up and you be like, "What do you want me to do?" Okay, cool. You know, that's that's how that goes. So that's what I can tell
0: you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so make a note. If we ever book Chris as a podcast guest, it might be a short segment. (laughs) But hey, Taylor,
1: we've got a seat. Oh. All warmed up for you. Can I just tell you, after (laughs) listening to Taylor's version of Red, man, I had dreams about her this weekend that she came on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Can we manifest that right now? I'm doing it.
0: So instead of having just one guest on the podcast this week, we're going to have a bunch of them because we want to dig in and really celebrate the diverse voices that were showcased on Wednesday night's CMA Awards. It
1: was already a historic night just from the nominations, and it was the first time that we had two Black artists that were nominated for New Artist of the Year, Mickey Guyton and Jimmy Allen, with Jimmy taking home the prize. Oh, that moment. I know. We looked at each other. We were both crying.
0: I know. <laughs> so thrilled for him. He was crying.
3: First, I want to... Thank my father, who's no longer with us, for introducing me to country music. Uh, five years ago, I spent my last $100 and came to the CMA 50th to watch Charlie Pryde perform on stage.
0: And he is actually only the second Black artist to win in that category. Darius won that in 2009.
1: So there's a lot to unpack from the presenters to the performances. And one of the things that I got a lot of text about from my friends watching at home was when Brothers Osborne won Vocal Duo. It seemed to mean even more after TJ came out earlier this year.
3: Thanks to everyone who voted for us. It's been a crazy roller coaster of a year for us in so many ways, especially for me emotionally. And to have you all support me, it really does feel like love wins tonight. Thank you.
4: Give this boy
0: a round of applause. Now, TJ and John were not expecting to win. You could tell by
1: their faces.
0: <laughs> yes. They didn't prepare a speech or anything, but they told us backstage that hearing their name called felt like people putting their words of acceptance into action, which I think is so powerful.
4: And so to go out there tonight and to actually see people really, truly, like, meaningfully um, invest in who we are and, and support what we're doing and what we're about... I thought, okay, this is, this is not just a friendly, like, I love you text. This is, like, people really uh, wanting to pick us up, lift us up, and carry us on. Um, and so that's where I really felt like tonight. It was out of all the crazy shit in this world that's going on right now and it gets a lot of attention um, that, you know, something very positive happened tonight. And it was just so wonderful to, to experience that.
0: The brothers' performance of their song Younger Me was really powerful too.
1: Overall, I just felt like it was a great night for them. I'm so happy for them. I really am too. And I saw their dad as he walked <laughs> down. He Big John. was Big John was smiling from ear to ear. I just adore that entire family and it was such a great moment.
0: It was a great moment. Speaking of powerful performances, yes. can we talk about Jennifer Hudson? And Chris Stapleton paying tribute to Aretha Franklin. And, you know, as soon as they said Jennifer Hudson's performance is coming up, I was like, I bet you they're going to put Chris Stapleton up there.
1: And they did. Okay, my favorite part about that performance, besides killer vocals, amazing Chris Stapleton coming in, singing harmony, all the things. We were sitting above Chris's wife, Morgan, who was also seated at the table with Carrie Underwood, Nicole Kidman, and Keith Urban. They're all sitting together, watching them Mm -hmm. fan out. Sure. Watching Jennifer Hudson
0: was all I needed in my life. Absolutely. Actually, I was looking over at you. (laughs) Because I was videoing them. You were trying to video them. You're like, look at it. But it is those moments when you get to watch your you know, favorite artist, watch somebody they hold in such high regard is, it's a really special thing. Um, And even anytime I get to watch Morgan watch Chris, because she's usually up there beside him. Right. So it is kind of fun to watch her in the audience watching him.
1: It was incredible to watch. It was incredible to feel. There was a Mm -hmm. a feeling, the energy in the room was palpable. Sure. But to watch Carrie Underwood jump up and down like a bunny (laughs) and to watch Morgan's hands go up with praise hands jumping mm-hmm. up and down. I mean, they were feeling that performance. Yes, it was incredible. Were. We all were. Another great collaboration that happened that night Dirks with Hardy and Breland. All three of them wrote that song together, but they weren't really together together. Yes. And the way that he
0: found Breland is actually kind of random. I
4: was in the studio working on the song, and I just randomly came across an article in the Nashville scene, our Nashville newspaper, about this artist named Breland. I'd heard the name i didn't know any of his music knew nothing about him and that little voice inside my head's like you should call him up and so i did and he came to the studio the next day he wrote the third verse he wrote it from scratch in about 20 minutes sang it in about five minutes and uh the rest is uh history as i guess they would say and he became a lifelong friend he's been out there on the road with us uh you know on this tour just riding my bus and uh coming out singing a couple songs every night with us and it's the playing at the CMA CMA Awards will become kind of the culmination of that whole experience. So super, just excited for that moment.
3: That's
0: the kind of work we need. Artists intentionally creating space at the table. On stage in the discussions for diverse voices, Dirks has always been really good about giving women opportunities that they sometimes don't get, and it's nice to see him continuing to do that work across the genre.
4: It is important; it really is, and I appreciate you even saying that. That was um, if my name gets attached to uh, bringing being more inclusive and, and widening the, uh, the the fence a little bit. Um, I, that's that could make me more proud.
1: Okay, I think we covered everything but the moment, the big moment from the show, Mickey Guyton's performance with Britney Spencer and Madeline Edwards of the song that she wrote called Love My Hair. Now, the song is actually inspired by Faith Finity, a 14-year-old young Black girl who was sent home from school Because her teacher said her braids were distracting. And when Nikki heard that, that's (laughs) where she's like, hold on a second. And then wrote this song, Love My Hair.
0: Okay,
1: so this performance was... Absolutely stunning. I think everybody in the room was just watching them, but they were almost in their own World. The right. three of them together mm-hmm. looking at each other, holding each other's hands.
0: I was emotional. I was crying. I was like, <laughs> I had a lot of emotions going on right there. Um, this song means a lot to me. This song means a lot to girls that look like me. And to see those ladies up there, like I said last week, I knew I was so looking forward to seeing them up there in the spotlight, having their time to shine. And it did not disappoint. And I'm so proud of all of them. And and I, I just can't wait to see how this builds from here.
1: I talked to Madeline the day before the show, and we talked about the weight that performance was going to carry. I mean, she knew it was going to be big. I just feel like the weight of that, I feel all of it. And so I just want to go
0: into this performance remembering, you know, exactly what this moment will be for country
1: music and for the CMAs. And it's it's just really important. I don't take any of that lightly. It's It's pretty crazy, honestly. <laughs> So I want to talk about their outfits. Their Beautiful. wigs. Stunning. I mean, take a listen to what Brittany Spencer told me a couple of days before the show. We're
0: going to look fly. Let me tell you. I saw some of the outfits and I was like, y'all, yeah. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they ready because I ain't ready. OK, so I'm really excited. This whole thing is going to be just a whole situation. <laughs> Not ready. She knew. Not ready. She's like, you ready. <laughs> I love her. Also, this is the third year that Britney Spencer has had a part in the CMA Awards show. Um, In 2019, I sang backgrounds for Carrie Underwood, the incredible Carrie Underwood. And then last year, Marin Morris, during her acceptance speech for Female Vocalist of the Year, she mentioned a handful of Black women artists um, in country music. And mine was one of the names that she mentioned. I'm so grateful. I,
1: I feel like so much of where I am right now is because of the kindness extended to me from others. I got to share Brittany's comments with Marin. So take a listen to
2: what Maren said. I'm honored to be in any way part of her story because she deserves it. I love Brittany and Mickey. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Madeline yet, but I'm very excited about their performance. You know, Marin has
0: been and continues to be a very important voice for change and inclusion in this format in so many ways, which she points out really isn't that
2: hard. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like it's stuff that isn't really that forward thinking i i I think it's just stuff that we should already have been talking about long ago it's our job to to do that work but i i love seeing so much more diversity in our genre it's always been there but i think that a lot of amazing people in this place are making room for uh that to
1: be here Overall, how would you grade the night and what do you hope to see that will be the next steps that country music continues to take to be more welcoming and just to make a bigger table? I can only
0: speak for myself, right? But I obviously loved every bit of the representation from every angle yeah, um, that the show provided, but we just have so much more <laughs> work to do. The genre needs to reflect this representation, not just on our award shows, but in so many other ways, like radio airplay major tours. I want to see, you know, these acts being asked to be support. I want to see them headlining. Um, I know Britney Spencer is about to head out on her first headlining tour, which is so exciting. Um, but all of the things, and it needs to be done in a genuine way, not we check that diversity box type of way. Um, but if we're really, truly committed to expanding the reach of country music, it's going to take change in in ways it's going to make Some people uncomfortable. It's going to get uncomfortable. And you have to go through the uncomfortable to make that change. That is where the true change happens. And I think the CMAs were a great start to more of these types of conversations happening. I mean, I want to have more of them here um, and just within the genre. But we've got to keep going. We've got to keep building. We've got to hold each other accountable. And we've got to challenge each other. Um, And even when that's hard or when that's not the popular thing to do...
1: We have to do what's what's right. The bottom line is Britney Spencer is an amazing singer. Mickey Guyton is an incredible singer. Mm -hmm. We need to be hearing those voices on country radio. Yes, That's what we need more of. Yes. Because it's such great music and it's inclusive and it's Mm -hmm. what we are and what we want to listen to. For sure. We just have to make sure that it's getting played. A hundred percent. You know, I'm ready
0: to see this expand. I'm ready to see this change grow and stick and really, you know, take hold within the format.
1: Every week we are digging into the Amazon archives to rediscover the legends, the anthems, the songs that you probably haven't heard in a while. That's right.
0: This week we are celebrating the 25th anniversary release of one of the biggest albums for a female country artist ever. Dina Carter's debut album, Did I Shave My Legs for This, which has sold more than 5 million copies.
1: (sighs) so good.
0: Strawberry Wine, Mm. such an iconic song, and it still holds its own today as a song that inspires so many people.
1: And there was a sweet moment at the CMAs when Lainey Wilson got to sing it with Dina Carter. Like strawberry wine, I swear, the whole arena yes. was singing every word. It was incredible. I was so excited when I heard it because I knew that we had this segment I in know. episode two. I
0: know. <laughs> but it really was one of those like truly Nashville
1: moments. It really was. So when I
0: think about this album, I think about how it just exuded female empowerment back in the day.
1: For sure. It covered all the emotions from first loves to the not-so-great husbands. <laughs> Did I shave my legs for this? <laughs> but it's not just the girls who love this album. Sam Hunt was talking to me about it and how he used to cover Dino when he played a 90s medley in his set.
4: That was a strawberry wine. I remember that being uh, at my first middle school dance. I think I think I danced to that song. And we, we covered that song for a couple of years a few years ago.
1: I bet if we dig around on the internet, we can find video of Sam covering strawberry wine. That's my project for tonight. <laughs> okay. But actually,
0: I might have a video I took of that medley. I remember seeing that live and loving it.
1: Okay. So do you have a favorite track off of Dina's debut album? Did I shave my legs for this? I do. And it's by default. Okay. High school. Okay. So in high school we have
0: this pageant. There was a girl who sang and we danced anyway for her talent. And when I say she had like people up in the crowd dancing, clapping, singing and it became kind of our theme song of the of the week of the whole pageant week. We would listen to it backstage. I was listening to it in my car. I burned a CD. Even after the pageant, my best friend and I would be like driving around town and we would be listening to that song. But it is such, it's just such an iconic song that I remember so vividly. You know, it's like one of those songs that you remember where you were, what you were doing. That's, That's that song on that album
1: for me. So that was one of three number one songs from this album. Strawberry One, of course, topped the chart. And also, How Do I Get There? So you said a minute ago that this album was five times platinum. Five million albums sold. Mm-hmm. CDs, actually. Because this was back in the day when you got in your car and you went to the store yep. and you... Bought the CD, Camelot, (laughs) Warehouse Music, (laughs) Tower Records. I'm looking at you. Uh Yeah, you could hold it in your hand. That number is completely unheard of today. Right.
0: Luke Combs had the biggest selling album last year, and it was just over a quarter of a
1: million. Wow. Okay, so I talked to Dina recently, and I asked her because a lot of albums came out 25 years ago, I wondered what she thought gave this album so much staying power?
2: Honestly, I think it was also that it was five singles off of a freshman album. And those, you know, three of those were number ones and then a number two, which was unheard of at the time that an artist would climb the chart like that, song after song. And we did television early when country artists weren't on TV. I think Garth was the only one really that was doing Letterman and Leno and all that, Jay Leno put me on The Tonight Show. It was not because of like charting or any of that. It was because he saw in my little discography that I had worked at Zaney's, and he put me on The Tonight Show numerous times. And that's why I say God does not waste anything that you put your heart into, any hard work that you do, because you never know how he's going to use it later.
1: The anniversary edition of Did I Shave My Legs for This is out right now. They've remastered the original. They even re recorded a couple of the big hits. Like strawberry
2: wine, 17,
1: yes, her signature ones.
0: song, Strawberry Wine, gets a fresh take with help from Martina McBride, Lauren Elena, Ashley McBride, our Smack Songs girl, Kylie Morgan, and Vince Gill. I love they let Vince be the token guy on this song. I know. <laughs> They don't even let him sing. He plays guitar. <laughs> even better. Which is great on both that song and Did I Shave My Legs for This. Dina re-recorded that one with Terry Clark, Sarah Evans, and Ashley McBride. Plus, there are bonus tracks of songs they dug out of the vault, and even an alternate version of Did I Shave
1: My Legs for This. So rediscover Dina Carter through the 25th anniversary edition of her debut album that's available on Amazon Music Unlimited. So next week, we're taking a little break for Thanksgiving, but when we come back, we'll have Jason Aldean as our special guest, and we're going to rediscover the Judds in celebration of their induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Plus, Alan Jackson's daughter, Maddie, will be here to help debut a segment called Family Tree.
0: And in the meantime, keep in touch with us on socials. You can
1: find me on
0: Instagram at Hey, it's Amber A.
1: And I'm at The Kelly Sutton. And make sure you use that hashtag Country Heat Weekly. We wrap the pod each week with a hard hitting bit of journalism, a burning question, if you will. These are the things we need to know. That's right. This week, we asked the stars
0: who has the best hair? In country music. Our panel this week consists of Lainey Wilson, Jameson Rogers, Kelsey Ballerini, and Dirk Smitley. Dolly.
1: No telling how many wigs she has.
4: Let's go with Miranda Lambert. I'm a huge Miranda fan. She has beautiful blonde hair.
1: I don't know. I'm kind of blank. Well, Dolly Parton, but you know, she can change it every day and we stand.
4: Miranda Lambert always has great hair. Big high hair.
2: Yeah,
1: I got pretty good hair too. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting pretty <laughs>
4: long right now. Especially after COVID. There's some good hair out there for sure.
1: Wait, nobody voted for Chris Stapleton? there's a first time for everything country heat weekly is a collaborative production between amazon music and nevermind media executive producer is melissa locker senior producer joyce riser recording engineer aaron Dethrich, sound design by tim einichel production assistance from annie reuter debbie daughtry
0: leah jackson aaron Duval, and patrick thomas our theme song country time is written and performed by mia byrne additional music from madeline mccormick
1: For Amazon Music, Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Cam Forelli, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Smokey Joe, and all the other very good dogs out there. Special thanks to Michelle Kirk and Krista Dial at the Country Music Association. Be sure to follow Country Weekly on Amazon Music so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. And while you're in the app, you can watch an extended video from last week's interview with Eric Church.
3: Once upon a beat.